What's up, everybody? We are here with episode number 19, and we have a very good topic on deck for you today. We are going to talk about how what we do in the gym, doing CrossFit, translates to outside of the gym. It gives a very big why on why we come in and do the things that we do every day to better enjoy our life outside. But before we get into that, we are going to give you a little tidbit for those of you that listen to the podcast. So the competition that's coming up, we're going to give you a couple details about one of the workouts as we're going to slowly start releasing them. Um, Are you just going to say the movements and not give them the... I was thinking the other way around. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening, what we want you to do is come up to us. Yeah. Come up to us Mm -hmm. in class if you have us and give us your best guess on what you think the workout is. Yeah. All right. So it's only going to count for people that actually listen to the beginning of the podcast. You need to listen to the whole thing. Just the beginning to know that we're doing this competition. All right. Maybe we give them like one extra tidbit at the very end. So they have to say that too. So you have to listen to the whole thing. Ooh, yeah. We might give you one extra one at the end. If we remember. All right. <laughs> so first hint, it is four rounds for a time. Mm-hmm. All right. There's two movements and the workout is two parts. Yeah. Wait, two movement technique. Well, if you want to count. Three movements. Three. Technically, more than that. Three movements. In well, the I first didn't, part. I d- in the first part, yeah. In the first part. All right. So four rounds for time. Three movements in the first part. <clears throat> and then it goes into something else. It's a two-part workout. Mm-hmm. That's your hint. All right. So think about it for the next 20 or 30 minutes, and maybe you'll get another hint towards the end. Do you want to give them the time frame for the second part? Maybe that'll help them. Six minutes. All right. Good luck. Everybody can do this. We know that you can. We've seen it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really fun. And if you pay me a large amount of money, I might be willing to give you a small hint. No, I'm just kidding. But I have done it. Part of it. Maybe. All right. (laughs) Now, getting into the topic. Um, By the way, if if I sound like I have a little bit of a lisp going on, it's because I bit my tongue really bad on Sunday and now it's starting to heal today so it's turned into a canker sore and I can barely talk the whole right side of my tongue is swollen it's not noticeable at all I haven't <laughs> noticed at all. sarcasm coming through the radio waves. I might have giggled when you were counting down <laughs> but I, I, I laugh at myself <laughs> All right, so today's topic, we are going to talk about the movements that we do in CrossFit, specific movements that we do in CrossFit, and how they translate outside of the gym. So basically, when we say we are getting fit for life, which is, you know, the the, the trend, the kind of the mindset of the gym is to be fit for life. That's why we come in here and we train every single day. This is exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So right now, we are basically building up our fitness to be healthy and kick ass outside of these four walls for now and then in the long term, right? So these much fitness as you can build up now, the better off you are in the long run. You can carry out this training all the way until, you know, whenever you decide to stop, which hopefully is never, you can do it as long as you want to into your hundreds if you really wanted to. 65 plus age group, here I come, CrossFit Games. I think there's a power lifter that's 95 years old and she's still competing there's a 99 i saw the 99 year old woman deadlift that's thing. what i'm talking or about 90 or she was up there 99 or 100 yeah 
So there you go. Get training. No excuses. 40, 40, 50, 60 years of training. Yeah. You'll be ready. <laughs> All right. So first movement that we are going to talk about is the air squat, the basic one. And I talk about this in the intro class when new members come in. I relay it, the message, you know, all the time when, you know, people come in and they're not squatting to depth or they're working on their squat form. The air squat is basically one of the most critical and essential movements to master and get strong at mm -hmm. because it relates to so much that we do every single day, right? So just, you know, when we make minor corrections in your air squat to make you move a little bit better, to make you balance throughout your feet a little bit better. We are making sure that you are, you know, repetitively using proper movement so that that gets ingrained in your brain over time so that every time you go to do this movement elsewhere, it just, it happens. Your brain knows this is how we need mm -hmm. to do it. And then if we can build strength by doing that, then it's just gonna make us absolutely kick ass with everything else that we might do. So, go ahead. I had a thought, isn't it crazy that we're born being able to squat really, really well. And then we have to like relearn it almost. Most adults have to like relearn that movement. Yeah, because society wants to just screw us up as we yeah. get older. I, I can go it's on a just, long podcast well, yeah, about no, that I know. one too. <laughs> Same. And it's just people don't put the precedence, pre precedence, precedence. Yeah, that sounds right. Sorry, my tongue. Um, <laughs> on proper movement, right? Yeah. We get lazy. We start sitting. We like watching TV kids get into youth sports and the coaches there don't know proper training methodology they're just usually you know someone's parent who knows the sport but once they get into lifting it's like nobody knows what they're doing and that that proper stuff is not reinforced which is a shame but you know it, it's changing i've seen people bringing crossfit to schools to pe classes which is yeah. amazing because the earlier that you can get a child understanding the correct patterns of moving properly they'll never lose it yeah right i, I mean they're sitting in a desk all day and then you go to a job and you're sitting at a desk all day and right toilets i think we had yeah. gone on a rant about that before too oh i'm about to <laughs> um all right so back to the air squat so you know when we teach you the proper mechanics we teach you the strength it is to make you capable and strong and efficient to sit up and stand down in any variation of your life, right? Outside of these four walls. So we're not just coming here and telling you, you know, do this set of back squats, do this set of air squats, you know, go up against the wall, keep your hands up, make sure that you're squatting down to depth below your, uh, below the parallel point. We're not just saying that. That's not just a training principle. Mm -hmm. Like every time that you sit down on a toilet, for the most part, you have to squat down below parallel. Oh God, what's that like? I'm too short. <laughs> it's tough i did sit on a, i did sit on a kid's toilet that sounds so bad hold on i was in a public bathroom and it was a family bathroom and there was a low very low toilet and there was a high one and you bet your ass i went to the lower one that, so i felt like a proper other than my feet dangling that's like um in the men's room there's always a smaller a shorter urinal at the end oh really yeah so like i mean if you really got to go to the bathroom and they're all full you got to kind of make do yeah and yeah, you got to hold an air squat. <laughs> That's not the point that I was trying to make. But regardless, you know, sometimes you have higher toilets that are handicapped toilets or, you know, whatever it might be. But typically in public places, most of the places that I've been to, mm -hmm. you know, there's a standard height and you have to squat either too parallel or a little bit lower to get there. Yeah. Right. And 
you know, unfortunately, a lot of the times, and you know, the grab bars are there for for handicapped people and people that need the assistance to get up. It's not there, or it shouldn't be there for your everyday person. Or people, even to get down again, line of action, like yeah. with your squat, you probably are wanting to shoot your hips forward, but you need to hold on to something just to shoot your hips back a little bit more. For sure, for sure. So, you know, it, it gives you the option to kind of grab onto something and get into that bad form. And, you know, I'd be willing to bet the vast majority you'll get down to a certain point and then you just kind of crash right yeah. into the spot, mm -hmm. right? But that's not gonna help. Like you can get away with it right now, but you know, what happens when you're 70, 80, 90 years old and you need to get up off a toilet and there's no grab bar there, Yeah. right? You need to set your feet, you need to push your knees over your toes and use your hip extension to stand up. And that's why we're training it. The stronger that you can get now, the better that you can get now in those movement patterns, it's just gonna carry over in the long run. And then you're gonna be a kick-ass 80, 90, 100 yeah. year old person <laughs> that doesn't need somebody coming into the bathroom or doesn't need a grab bar, doesn't need one of those things that takes you up and down the stairs. Like unless circumstances were present that you physically needed that for some health reason. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, and it's just, you know, your body kind of starting to, to, to weaken itself, you can prevent that right now. And that's by doing that type of stuff. And I'm curious too, if how many people well, and this is getting up of, off anything. I think the toilet is just like the most common thing because we know everyone uses one. But how often are you even getting off the toilet, getting off the couch or a chair, putting your hands on your knees to help you get up or throwing your chest forward to get up? Yep. Like things about that too. Like it's not even, it's always like, yes, you want to hit that below parallel because that's how our body's meant to move. That's the point of our knee and our hip. But are, what's your core strength like? Do you have to throw your chest forward and use momentum just to get up? Mm -hmm. Or or do you have to, again, like use your like upper body to brace onto your lower body to get up that way too? And that's why like a lot of times when we do movements in here, um, like single arm stuff, we're like, hey, don't mm -hmm. rest that hand on there because we're trying to build your core strength for a reason that carries over to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. And, you know, I bet... That when I say this next point, I'm probably talking to the vast majority. You know, how many of you sit up off the couch or, you know, if you have a car opposed to an SUV, you get out of the driver's seat and you put the majority of your weight on your toes or in the balls of your feet. You put your hands on your thighs mm -hmm. and then you round your back over the front to kind of give yourself the leverage to stand up. Now, second part of that question, how many of you have aching backs and how many of you have aching knees? Well, I wonder why if you sit down and stand up that same way all throughout your day mm -hmm. and that can go from getting in and out of the car, can get in and out of bed, in and out of your office chair, in and out of the dinner table and in off, or up and off the couch, you know, you name it. And then whatever else you do, you know, sitting down and standing up, which is infinite throughout the course of a day with a human being, if you're doing that same pattern where you put your weight in your toes, you put your hands on your knees, you bend your back over and roll it, and you use some sort of leverage to just kind of pry yourself up out of there, Yeah. well, you know, I guarantee you that your glutes are not gonna be fully developed, your hamstrings are probably gonna be super tight, your knees are gonna start aching, because your quads are doing most of the work and those ligaments are gonna start pulling on each other. But not only that, your knees aren't taking the load the way that they should be, and then your back is just rolled over, which is gonna cause, you know, low back achiness anyways that's like the list goes on 
like me picturing somebody when they, even when you crouch down like if you're going like not necessarily picking something up but like you're like oh there's a cute cu- puppy coming and yeah. you crouch down and you see that typical like hunched over you're on your tippy toes mm-hmm. just your whole body weight's in your heels and the heels your feet are just like really close together like you see that pretty common with a lot of people but how awesome would it be to just be able to like squat down to get yourself lower mm-hmm. and be in a really good position to yeah to hold it there yeah and i'll be honest i'm guilty of that because i grew up i was a catcher for some time so i was on the balls of my feet in that position mm. nobody ever told me the importance of you know opening up that mobility and how much more stable i could have been at the time if i was in a squat position but you know neither here nor there but now i try to spend three to five minutes in a solid squat even if i have to hold on to something in that deep position Mm -hmm. to just get my body adapting to opening up opening up opening up and if i am squatting down and i'm conscious of it i'm going to get my feet flat on the floor might not be the perfect position but i'm pushing myself to get to that better position and that's kind of what we want to happen it's not going to be perfect right out of the gate especially if you spent years and years winding this stuff up but the fact that you try and try and try and keep trying your body's going to start to adapt and we can get back there yeah one day at a time exactly um so that's the air squat uh i think we had a really good segue you know say that puppy's coming instead of squatting down you want to bend down and pick it up Mm -hmm. or if a grandkid or a child is doing the same exact thing so do you want to take the relationship with the deadlift yeah, I think I had told this story before where I watched an elderly man try and pick something up and it probably took him a minute just to get down or not even just to lean over. Mm-hmm. And it hurt, it like broke my heart to watch that happen because you, I mean, for me, I'm in the gym every day helping people to not have that happen to them. Mm-hmm. So being able to deadlift essentially whether it's a barbell or a kettlebell or a dumbbell or anything, but just learning to hinge properly, knowing how to brace your core, strengthening your lower back, your hamstrings, your glutes. It just helps you pick something up. Cause I've seen multiple people like hurt their back um, because they aren't able to do it properly or they're sitting in a really bad position all day and then they go to bend over and then something happens. So mm-hmm knowing how just to move day to day um can be really beneficial for that but yeah i mean how often are we dropping something dropping our cell phone or our glasses or our keys and we just nonchalantly just lean over to pick it up mm-hmm. and how much we don't think about what we're doing so if we're doing something in here and you have you and me constantly berating you guys on like hey keep your chest up like how much like you probably are, you might get annoyed by us doing that until one day you go to like yeah. bend over to pick your keys up and you might hurt yourself, yeah. which you don't want to have happen. Or you kind of go, you go to like just chuck your chest down and your back is rounded and you kind of stop and go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I do this in the gym pretty often. Like I'm not doing that right. And you take the extra second to pause and then you go, okay, I need to push my butt back a little bit, but keep my chest up. And then you can grab it a lot easier. For sure. So. And you know, it doesn't take a lot of weight to throw your back out or I've done trigger it. one of those muscles like it could just very it. well yeah. be picking up your keys doing mm-hmm. it the wrong way and you know i have experience seeing that stuff as well and it, it breaks my heart as well i was just golfing recently and you know i would watch my friend's dad try to bend down to pick up the golf ball 
or put the golf ball on the tee. And it's just like this very slow, stiff, awkward movement with mm. a little bit of like cringing in the face where it's like it doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. It, years and years and years of ignoring just that is how that gets created. Whereas, you know, yeah, we might be partially semi, very minutely annoying in the gym. We're not really that annoying. No. No. Or at least <laughs> we think so. Um, but the more that we tell you to do that and the more that you constantly have to think about correcting it, our goal is for that to be muscle memory for yeah. you. So yeah. that when you're or when we're not around and you have to bend down and pick something up, that coaching cue that we've given you a thousand times that you left being like, ah, shut up, stupid coaches. <laughs> like it's just there now. And you bend down with the flat back, you pick your chest up and you load your weight hinging back through your whole foot rather than some other awkward type of stance where you're rounded and not stable and not yeah. braced. So, you know, that that's kind of our hopes for what we do is that we, we drill this into your mind enough to that it translates outside mm -hmm. and you just, it becomes second nature. Like I know when I pick stuff up now, I deadlift it. Yeah. And it, a very important thing that I see a lot of the time in the gym is maybe we're doing a set of deadlifts and they look really great. But when you go to put that last rep down or you pick that first rep up, you default to like horrible form mm -hmm. and rolling your back over. And I see this like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like you, people know what the form is, what the correct form is and how to do it. But then as soon as they're done with their set, they forget about it. And it's like, never, ever do that. Train that into your brain to be yeah. second nature. So that every time you pick something up, regardless of the movement, regardless of where you are, you're doing it properly. And I mean, picking up more weight's fun to get heavier, but that comes at a cost. You want to make sure you're doing that correctly. Yeah. It's like, it's not worth hurting yourself for, no. you know, a five pound PR. Yeah. Perfect example. The hang snatches that we did the other day, 99% of the time when people pick that bar up to their waist to start, their back looks like a banana. Well, that's the most important yeah. part of the, you got to deadlift lift. it first. Oh yeah. Make sure you're safe getting up. And then once you're there, you can go through the motions. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it all translates and you should never stop running through the motions of proper mechanics ever. It yeah. should always be there. Um, What's next? Press. Yeah. Oh, you that was it? my key. Sure. I, I, so I wrote a list out. I put putting something away. So like for me, I got to kind of, well, I'm short, so I need to be able to reach things. So with one reaching, I mean, that's not really a press, but like eccentric kind of it, it literally is. But um, if I'm putting something away in my kitchen, I need to be able to one arm putting it over my head and yep. putting something away. So it's like the first thing that I think of um, that for me at home. Yeah. Um, that's all I had. I, I tell people that all the time. And I'm going to give you a perfect example that I do sometimes. Well, two examples. One is we keep our crock pot on top of the refrigerator. So after that gets cleaned, the only way to get it back on top of the refrigerator is to press mm, it. And, yeah. you know, it's not it's not super heavy. It's not super light either. But it's it's a press. Yeah. Right. Same idea. We have one heavy bowl that we use for mixing that goes in the top shelf of the upper cabinet that's an even taller press so you have to press that up now yeah. flip it around a little bit say you have a newborn baby right 
and you want to pick that baby up and lift them over your head. Now, say you don't have a newborn, say that you have a child that's a little bit older and you're playing in the pool or something and they want you to toss them straight up or they want you to pick them up, something like that. Say it's Christmas time and you want to have your kid help you put the star on top of the tree Mm -hmm. and you got to lift them up. Like all of that stuff. You're just picking your kid up to throw them on your shoulders. My dad used to do that to me all the time. Like, so I could sit up on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. You are pressing. And if you do not press the proper way, that is when you start to get that shoulder impingement. You start to get that achy pain or it's a sharp pain. And it's nerve wracking and it sucks because you can't lift how you did before. But it's all due to proper mechanics. And it's it shows up all the time. Oh, God, I'm whacking the mic. Yeah, the well, we should preface that with saying like pressing overhead because there's multiple versions of pressing. Correct. But that's assuming that you're pressing overhead like your feet are on the ground. Right. And not like a, like a handstand push up. Right. But I mean, that translates as well. Yeah. Um, but and it just builds like the correct core strength when you go over like flexibility. So you have the range of motion, mm-hmm. not just the strength of that. And then your core strength. So like when you put something away, like, yeah, you might hurt your shoulder, but you could hurt your back too. Yeah. I mean, say that you don't have the mobility in your shoulder to actually press something up directly over your head. Mm-hmm. You're going to be holding that thing way out in the frontal plane of your body, which is a going to make you either lean back into your lower back because you're going to compensate for it, or it's going to really fire up your core and put a load on your shoulders that you're not used to. And it could tweak it that way. Yeah. So that's why, you know, learning the proper press and getting the mobility for it translates to all this type of pressing that you do outside of the gym every single day. Mm-hmm. Like every time you lift your hands over your head, you should be prepped for that. And that's kind of what our goal is. Dancing. Like we want to be able to, be able to float, throw your hands up, right? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like dancing probably already leans into that. But if you do CrossFit, it will help with your dancing. Yeah. Does that work? <laughs> so I, I, think, like a YMCA. I think what you're trying to say is... If you want to be like Patrick Swayze, listen to us. <laughs> Dirty dancing. Ah, hey, I don't take any dancing skills. I've tried that before. It's hard. The, that oh, man, right, right, right. Okay, I didn't get con- yeah. con- the connection till now. That man. God bless his soul. <laughs> um, all right, I think that was a really good segue into the next one. We kind of hit pressing overhead. Mm-hmm. Now, what about pressing in terms of a push-up or a burpee? or a bench press or something like that specifically the burpee because now you're pressing to get up off the ground which is a big 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 thing to have in your back pocket as a human being Yeah, that's that's up there for sure um i mean especially in emergency if you especially if you're elderly like being able to have the strength to get up so i have a neighbor she's in her 70s i think Mm -hmm. and she came over a couple weeks ago while me and Jimmy were working out and she asked like what she could do to get better at getting up off the ground. Like, what do I need to do? And like, she ended up demonstrating it. And I go, just never stop doing that. Like yep. get down on the floor and keep getting yourself back up. Cause if the moment you stop, you're not going to be able to do it anymore. Yep. Um, Cause she was talking about how she has like 60 year old friends that can't even get up off, like can't stand up without having help or can't get down on the floor without needing help getting back up and right. like if you're in your 70s and you're able to get down on the floor it helps that she had a small dog yeah um i was like just never just keep doing that because yeah. she's thankfully very active so that helped yeah that's what i i have my mom or i tell her to do that i don't know if she actually does it every single day but 
I was like, hey, this is what you should be working on, like outside of the gym. And it might be mindless. It might be easy. It might be hard, whatever it is. But never let go of that because the one day that you need it, right, mm-hmm. and nobody's around to help you get up off the ground, like you want to be that person that doesn't need help. Yeah. Right? If you fall, you don't want to be helpless on the ground. But everywhere else, you know, like say you're laying on the floor playing with the dog or playing with a kid or a cat or whatever it might be, like the ability to get yourself up off the ground the right way with proper mechanics is going to save, you know, a lot of injury. It's going to make you be able to do that. And, you know, even if you can't pop your hips up in a burpee and get your feet flat, like maybe there's a mobility restriction there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, think about it in terms of a Turkish getup. Like that brings a whole different dynamic in getting yourself to a lunge position that you can stand up in. But ideally it's either pressing up off the floor from the burpee, from the stomach down position or whichever other position that you're in, Mm -hmm. utilizing your body the right way to get back up off the floor. It's crazy how one of like the most, like, I don't, I don't hate burpees, but like disliked movements that we do in the gym, uh, can be the most beneficial. Mm -hmm. It is. Yes, we put a little bit of speed behind it, but it is probably one of the hand like hands down the most important things that we do in here. Yep. So I, I promise you, you're gonna hate burpees for your entire career, lifetime doing CrossFit until the one day that you need that shit. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. Thank God yeah. I did those burpees. <laughs> Learn to love them. It's true. They're it's important. true. I mean, it could save your life. Mm-hmm. It could. Um, next one, pull up, ring row. Yeah. And we can even probably cycle in the dip to this one as well. Oh, sure. Um, so, you know, how does that relate? Anytime you need to pull yourself up. So say you are getting up, you know, off the ground or you're getting up out of the tub if you're taking a bath, you know, you're either pulling yourself with something Mm -hmm. so pulling your elbows behind you utilizing your back muscles um, to get yourself back up to the standing position or you know if I'm sitting down in the tub or a small pool or an ice bath or something like that I have to utilize a dip to get myself out I put my palms down my elbows are back and I have to press down Mm -hmm. like and that helps me get up so all those movements together we just talked about the press getting you back to the standing position well you know sometimes a pull is involved too say you're swimming and you need to get out of a pool, right? Say yeah. it's an emergency and you need to get out of a pool and there's no ladder around. Yeah. Can you push yourself up? And I mean, you could make the argument that that kind of involves like a muscle up with both the movements together. But mm-hmm. realistically, you just need to pull yourself up. Simple as that. Yeah. It, I think of it more like if you're, if like say you injured like your ankle, like you tripped over your cat and you rolled your ankle and then you fell on the floor. Yep. And like maybe you don't have the flexibility or the strength in one of your legs. So you kind of have to grab onto the counter and you need to be able to have the strength to pull yourself up with one leg being the only one that can really assist you because the other leg is hurt and you can't put any pressure on it. So it's being able to like get yourself, which will turn into a little bit of a press as well. So like you'll pull yourself up. So your chin or your chest is like at the level of the counter and then you kind of have to rotate your elbow and then push yourself up. So you know, that's a really, really good point because every point that we've made so far has been in the case of a healthy functioning body, mm-hmm. right? 
Now, say just that happens, you fall and you hurt your ankle, right? You have an accident of some sort and you need to get back up. Well, the functional fitness that we do just outside of the burpee or the squat needs to come into play. Yeah. Like you need to have the upper body strength to pull yourself up if you need to. So constantly working on that stuff and just making it better and better over time, it just prepares you for the unknown and unknowable, right? That's what CrossFit has said for a long time. Why we train is we are training for the unknown and unknowable. Does that mean that we're going to do a day where no one knows the workout and they just have to come in and be surprised? People would come here with pitchforks and <laughs> torches if we did that. God forbid. Comment below if you like that idea. <laughs> I, I would have to bet that the over under, I would probably get over 10 text messages saying, hey, where's the workout? I well, don't no, see we'll it. warn them ahead of time so that doesn't happen. Hey, Friday, we're not, or Thursday or Wednesday, you guys will come in and you have to look at the whiteboard. Can you imagine if we did a class workout like the chaos workout where you don't know when you stop? Well, oh. I mean, how would that? I have no idea how it would work. We'd need a lot. We would have to like, oh, that wouldn't work. We would need like 10 of us. Yeah. So just <laughs> in, in case you don't know what we're talking about, there was a uh, an event in the CrossFit Games one year. It was called Chaos. And basically what happened is they had the movements laid out and the athletes would start doing the movement. But they had no idea how many reps they had to or were supposed to do. They just had to keep doing it until the judge told them to move on. I love that idea so if you want to talk about unknown and unknowable you need to be prepared for whatever life throws at you and that's you know specifically outside of these four walls you know anything can happen i've heard of people having to pick up their mother or pick up a patient at the hospital like being strong and able to utilize your body to get that job done like it's so important it's yeah. unbelievable. You mm -hmm. could save somebody's life. You could save your own life. You could save your animal's life. But like you're out on a hike and they Anything. get bit by a snake. You got to carry him back. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Um, last piece of this are what I have jotted down. Balance, coordination, and accuracy. So, you know, within all of these movements, it's kind of important to incorporate these, you know, three domains of fitness that are part of the 10 that we train. You know, it's important to not only be able to do something on both feet, but on one foot as well. And like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, if you do trip over your cat or your dog or you trip over something, mm -hmm. are you able to catch yourself on one leg and maintain that balance so you could prevent the fall? Yeah. Right. Practicing that, you know, a little bit here and there can make all the difference. Um, coordination, you know, are you able to do things coordinated enough so that you don't fall? Right? Are you able to, you know, properly step up onto something or properly step down off of something where, you know, injuries typically could potentially happen if you step down off of something and you roll your ankle? Do you have the coordination to engage your body the right way to step down off a stair or a step or a mm -hmm. rock or something like that? Yeah. And then accuracy, you know, do you have the ability to get something where you want it to go? You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a wall ball that we do in here where we throw something to a target. But, you know, say you are lifting up something heavy onto a top shelf. You don't want to have to mess that up and do it twice. Like you want to be able to utilize your strength and get it there the first time mm -hmm. and get the job done. Because yeah. then you put yourself into kind of a, a compromised position. So those three as well kind of related into all those movements that we just talked about are super, super important. I think coordinate. I like coordination the best just because you 
for people that especially haven't like done sports if you didn't grow up playing sports mm-hmm. or just haven't done them in a really long time mm-hmm. it can be tough yeah um especially in crossfit and with all of like the hip extension and quarter extremity that we do that mm-hmm. it can be a little frustrating if you're not very coordinated but because yeah. we demand a lot from the body um so i think it's just a great way to get your mind muscle connection so that your brain's not trying to do something else and your body's doing you know off in another land yeah super important and like my mother has ms and coordination is so important for her because it's always been a struggle yeah and breaking it down and taking it slow in here to learn that mind body connection mm-hmm. makes her better prepared for doing something outside whereas you know before she was doing this she might trip over something or mess something up because she wants to do something but the connection from her brain to that muscle group mm-hmm. is distraught a little bit right it's it's torn down a little bit but you know working that in a controlled manner in here just makes it that much easier outside of this gym to be able to perform. And, you know, you mentioned hip extension, you know, say you have to pick up something off the ground, but then up into a top shelf or, you know, just this weekend I had to lift a canoe into my truck. Mm -hmm. Like that takes it from a deadlift to an overhead position, like that hip extension, that power, the speed in which you lift something and then coordinate yourself underneath the load to brace it. Mm -hmm. Again, you do that all the time farmers carries groceries yeah if you do crossfit nine times out of ten you were seeing if you can get all of those grocery bags in in one trip i constantly do right? that if yeah. i'm gonna hold 50 pound dumbbells for 100 meters for these farmers carries <laughs> you bet your ass i'm trying to take all my groceries in, in one trip <laughs> and you know it's just it's normal that's what people do but being able to lift that if you have to use a wheelbarrow or anything like that like that grip strength that strength holding something up yeah comes into play um, anything to add to all that stuff? I did. So I, cho- I wanted to make a, I don't know if the point is the right word, but like we didn't talk about core and as a specific oh, yeah. one, but we did mention it with a few things and that's because core isn't super important. Obviously it's like I would hands down, you need to have core strength and that's again, like your hip strength, your, your stomach, your ab muscles, um, your lats, but because everything that we had listed today gets your core strong mm-hmm. and just because you have a six pack doesn't mean you have core strength and i Absolutely hope people not. remember that that's just genetics and good eating you can do all of the sit-ups in the world that you want but it's not going to get you the strong core that you need for life yeah and i mean yes it's good to work on core movements but don't forget like that everything that we were mentioning will help build that yeah, core, core bracing and core stability, yeah. I would say, is leaps and bounds more important than sit-ups, right? Sit-ups, they, they trigger the muscle group in a way that we, we will utilize. Like, it will get you strong to a point, but bracing your core with a heavy weight on your shoulders or bracing your yeah. core throughout a deadlift, I think, comes into play a little bit more functionality-wise outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, they relate back to each other, right? Like you need them both. They both have their purpose. But understand that core strength is not just sit-ups and crunches. It's not. No. Oh, no. I would tell people to do a plank for sure, or an overhead squat any day. For sure. Over the over a sit-up, which, you know, sit-ups are great for workouts. But, mm-hmm. yeah, vary it as much as you can. Um, all right. I think let's cap this one off with 
just kind of an idea, a lifestyle idea on, on why we train. Um, the reason that we come in here and we say, you know, I heard this on a podcast, it should be the best hour of your day in here. Yeah, absolutely. Like it should be a really fun experience every single day that you come in. It shouldn't be a drag coming to the gym. You should enjoy it. You should enjoy seeing the people that are around you that you work out with every single day. Mm -hmm. But fact of the matter is when we come in here, it should be fueling your desire and your ability to live the most kick-ass best life that you can outside of this gym, right? So, you know, you come in here and you train throughout the week. You come in on a consistent schedule. You're getting stronger. You're getting fitter. Well, go use that. Go play a sport. Go hike a mountain. Go paddle out in a lake or a pond mm -hmm. or the ocean or something like that. Like, go do cool shit outside that, you know, you are able to do. You get to do that by putting in this training in. And, you know, you got to think, you know, some people aren't able to do that yet or maybe ever, depending on what their situation is. Yeah. If you get to and you you can do that and you can utilize your training to the best of your ability, go live the best life that you possibly can with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Go enjoy yourself. You know, it should be the best hour of your day in here, meaning it should be really awesome. But if you're not experiencing really really awesome stuff outside of the gym because of this as kind of the driver or the fuel for it then you know you're leaving a lot of stuff on the table in terms of living your life yeah so you know we train every single day to be the best that we possibly can be to have the best life that we possibly can so you know train smart train hard in the gym but when it comes time to play outside of the gym and enjoy yourself and have fun do the shit that you can do Mm -hmm. right utilize it everything yeah anything to add to that no all right <laughs> i was trying to think of something stupid but i couldn't think of anything my tongue's feeling a little bit better that's good good um what's that last hint that we're going to give do we want to mention like a piece of equipment yeah let's do that so the second part, I think I know what you're getting or at. Or the first part. Just just say like one piece of equipment for e either part. Don't I wouldn't mention if it's like which part. But just say like you might see it. Or you will see it, but we're not going to tell you what Let's part. leave this. So that remember, the second part is six minutes after the first part. Yeah. So that's the only hint that I'll give on that part. Okay. But in the first part, one of the movements in there involves calorie counting yep we'll leave it that okay all right so remember four rounds for time the workout is two parts the second part is six minutes and the first part contains calorie counting if you can guess that workout right we'll see what we got for a, a prize for you all right when the next week we'll try and get closer so whoever's the closest to like anything will yeah okay I like all right it. keep your eye out in the next couple of weeks for these uh guesses towards the workouts because <laughs> They are already all programmed, and let me tell you, they're going to be a really, really good time. And that workout is a great workout. I like that one. Yeah. I would do it again. All right, everybody. That's it. Kristen's going into noontime class, and we'll see you next week with episode number 20. Have Bye. a good one. Bye. Bye.